1: Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. I am your host, Joanne Crone, joined here by my, hopefully she got sleep this weekend,
0: Brie Tucker. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hello, hello, everybody. How are you? (gasps) Yeah. Last week was rough. Yeah. It was rough, man. And and I kid you because you had like teenager sleepover at your house on Saturday. Yeah. And see, and I was going with the whole like, I had a migraine that took me out for two and a half days. The migraine
1: that took you out. Take your pick. (laughs)
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, had, I had a migraine that took me out for two and a half days. And then the next day, which was the first day of actually eating solid foods oh. after the migraine. We had the sleepover with six teenagers and the water park trip. Yes. So yeah, it's amazing. I'm on two feet today. Yeah,
1: I, yeah. I commend you. Yeah.
0: you. You got it done. You're I got a with grande it.
1: coffee today, though. Oh, yeah. Needed. Totally <laughs> needed. Well, today we are talking about a problem many parents have. Maybe I'm sure you've had it as well. But like you're in the car. You're about to drop off your kid at school. Well, All of a sudden. Oh, my gosh. I forgot my lunch. I forgot anything, I right? forgot my library book. I forgot my homework. I forgot like everything, everything. And I was super interested about this. So I pulled people on my Instagram. And if you're not following me, go follow No Guilt Mom on Instagram. It's just at No Guilt Mom. And I asked, what happens? Like, What do you usually do to make sure your kids don't forget anything for school? And the choices were, A, drive home and get it for them. B, let them figure it out at lunchtime. This was specifically about a lunch, like forgetting a lunch. C, you remind them every day. D, take away screen time privileges when they forget.
0: Now, here's the interesting thing. When we did that little quiz, we were quite surprised at the responses we got. Yes, because what we would suggest to do is to
1: let them figure it out at lunchtime and maybe starve a little bit. Well, no. let's be honest. No one's going to let
0: your kids starve. No, but, they, but they will just get the
1: cheese sandwich yeah, in the Yeah, they lunch may line. not get
0: the best lunch, yeah. but they're going to get food. They're not going to starve in that one day, people. I I can guarantee you that for they sure. They will not.
1: I say mm-hmm. that as a joke. I think of Beauty and the Beast, where it's like, what should Go we do
0: go ahead ahead. and starve yes Yes. i love that scene (laughs) yeah but
1: it's not really starving but many people
0: what did they say you remind them every day and we have one thing to say to that no No, you
1: don't
2: mm -mm, that's not how to
1: get them to remember everything this is some tough love coming from the no guilt mom uh podcast today uh and if you're like but Then how do I make sure they remember? Well, we have four tips for you in this week's episode. You're going to love them. And uh, let's get on with the show.
0: Okay, you know, I just have to say it. I hate Sundays. Why, Why do you hate Sundays? Because in my house, Sunday is laundry day. And I swear to God, it's like it's like I run a laundromat in the first floor of my house. Like, you have very
1: is, strong feelings about
0: laundry, I see. I do. I hate laundry for starters. Yeah, so it's that chore that I just despise. And granted, in my house, everybody does their own laundry. Mm-hmm. But seriously, on top of that, too, like we have everybody trying to use the washer non-stop that I, day. I totally get that. Like we we
1: have that in our house too, where Sunday the washer is going all the time. And then like, I really, I'm okay with laundry, like actually putting it in the washer. The part that gets me is folding. And <laughs> folding is like the bane of my existence. I hate it so much, but it's really cool because we found something, Brie. We did. We found something
0: that I think is going to help me take back my Sundays.
1: It already has, actually. It has. Yeah. It's called Hamper, H-A-M-P-R. And the easiest way to
0: describe this is like the Uber of laundry. Oh, my gosh. It was a godsend when we heard about this.
1: It was like, so it's life changing, I swear. What happens is that you sign up for Hamper and they send you these laundry baskets and they're laundry baskets that me and my husband, we just keep in our closet and we use them as like laundry hampers.
0: Yeah. I love the use of the app for starters. Because yes. when I have to go find things on the internet, it drives me nuts. So it was so easy. We just downloaded the app, signed up, put in our, our address, mm-hmm. and then four hampers were sent to my house. Four hampers are sent to us. Yeah. At- no stress, nothing there. And the same as you. Like we yep. put hampers in our bedroom. Mm-hmm. My kids get hampers. Mm-hmm. Our stepson gets a hamper. It's amazing. We can all get it done super fast. And
1: all that happens is once they're full, we zip them up, we go in the app, we schedule a pickup, scan all the hampers, tell them exactly how we want our laundry washed. And I don't even have to use my own washing. Like I don't no. have to use my own detergent. They have their own if I want. They have their own. And then it's put us outside our door. We get our own personal washer. And they return it to us a day later, perfectly folded, better than
0: I can fold it. Hamper fairies, they are phenomenal. <laughs> 24 hours later, it's there, perfect. I dropped the hamper back off in my kid's room. It's yeah. all folded. They All they have to do is put it away. It's amazing. And you can try out hamper too. You can use
1: the code NOGUILT5050 for 50% off new memberships. And check our show notes for all the info you need to start using hamper. So we have four simple steps to make sure your kids remember
0: everything they need for school this year. Now that's a big promise. Well, and here's my thing. That's even the bigger promise. <laughs> These four simple steps are not going to include you nagging them and reminding them. No, day. No, no. We're taking that away.
1: Because, we're taking that away.
0: Yeah. It's not your job, man. It's not your, if you've listened to No Guilt Mom episode one, our No Guilt Mom Mindsets, This is the one I want every listener to hear and remember. And if you haven't heard episode one or if you forgot it, go back and listen to it again. You need to remember the mindset that showing love to my family doesn't mean that I have to do everything. And that includes reminding everybody about everything.
1: Yes, because it is truly not your responsibility, Mama. Like if they forget it, it is not on you. It is on them.
0: We're going to be a little sassy up in here today. (laughs) We're going to be telling some hard truths, man. Hard truth. A couple of our tips might seem a little bit hard to swallow, but trust me, they work. They totally work. These are things
1: that both of us use and you can better believe that Bree and I we are not making the trips to school when our kids forget homework or nope. backpacks or lunches we are not reminding them of things in the morning because oh my gosh we have enough trouble getting our own selves
0: ready to worry
1: about <laughs> <laughs> anyone else? Let's be honest. Let's be honest.
0: I know. My start time has moved how many times over the past year? (laughs) I'm a little squirrel in the morning and I'm like, ooh, this is interesting over here. Oh, I have five minutes to get ready. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many days my hair is a messy bun.
1: But maybe your personality is like that too. And you right now are getting like, you feel like you're up against a wall with it because you can't seem to get yourself together and you can't seem to get your kids out the door. And by just taking away that responsibility of needing for your kids to remember everything, it's a huge weight. And then you get to kind of ease into your own personality a
0: bit and not fight against it. And on top of things, you're actually going to have your children learn skills that they need for the rest of their lives. I mean, you, you can't beat that. Mm-hmm. So so let, let's get straight into this. Let's what are our it. four simple steps? What are our four simple tips for people today?
1: So the first thing that we need to do is we need to assess. We need to take an inventory of your kids' skills now in terms of getting ready in the morning. Like, what do they know how to do? And what do you typically need to remind them to do?
0: So the things you need to remind them, you really need to take a step back and look at it and figure out, are you reminding them because they know how to do it Mm -hmm. and it's just not a priority? Like, it's not something that they remember on their own. Or are they actually needing you to remind them because they actually don't know how to do it? Yeah,
1: that is a good thing to ask yourself. I know that we we always look at our kids' skills, me and my husband, and we actually had a family meeting about this last night because I got very upset about the dishwasher. And it was such a little thing with the dishwasher. Like my kids, they do the dishes. They load it, they unload it. Like I don't have to usually remind them to do it. It's just that, it sometimes takes a while and I'll be yeah. cooking dinner and I'll open like the silverware drawer and there'll be nothing there, like no spoons, no forks, no knives, because it's all waiting for me in the clean dishwasher. Ah. And I have to go, I have to open the dishwasher, I have to hunt for what I need and then go back and then I have to go back and hunt for what I need and then go back to preparing dinner. And that adds a lot of time. It does. And it adds a lot of stress because whose job is it to unload the dishwasher? It is my daughter's. Okay. So I put this on our family meeting agenda for last night, and we talked about it as a family. And what we found is that the dishwasher problems, first, my daughter felt that she had way too much homework at night, and she was just really stressed herself. Understandable. It's one of those things where, like, if we just told her to do it, do it, do it, she wouldn't have found a way out of the situation. Right. So we talked about, you know, how we could manage the stressors that she was talking about, which is dance class and homework. Mm Mm-hmm. And how if it was just done by a certain time, like right after school, right before dinner, I would totally be happy about it. And when she heard that, she's like, OK, I'll just do it right when I come home. I'm like, great. Right. My son, he does the morning and he had a hard time remembering. And this goes back to needing to remind kids because my son's thing was like, oh, if you just remind me to do it, I had to step back and I'd be like. I'm not going to remind you. Like, yeah. this is I, I'm not going to be here your
0: whole life. Yeah. <laughs> you need to be able to remember to handle your own responsibilities without me being the voice. Yes.
1: in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains, or just click on the link in our show notes.
0: Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Hey guys, Brie here, and let me tell you, April is a killer time of the year for me because it is crazy allergy season. I swear, everything that is in bloom looks fantastic and beautiful, but it makes it so I can't breathe. I am literally coughing, sneezing, rubbing my nose. I look like Rudolph half of the spring. It's terrible. But luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies like I do, we live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients and just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms trip away. Find Claritin-D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin-D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear.
1: So he has a little buffer time, a lot of buffer time put into his morning because he's an early riser and that's how he likes it. He gets completely ready for school and then he watches Roblox on YouTube. <laughs> okay. So one of the suggestions my husband gave is like, well, the TV is in the living room and the
0: dishwasher is in the kitchen. You have to walk past the kitchen to get to the living room.
1: Yeah. And he's like, well, why don't you just have the TV on while you're loading the dishwasher? Ooh. And my son was like, okay, I'll try that. And this morning, guess what? The dishwasher was loaded when
0: I came downstairs. Oh, oh! isn't that a thing? You and I are learning about it's this. habit anew. bundling. Yes, it's habit bundling. This yeah. is a scientific fact, people. Mm-hmm. When you put something enjoyable with something that, that isn't as enjoyable, you're more likely to complete the task that's unenjoyable because you've got that thing to look forward to. Yes. Maybe it's called temptation bundling with that. I, oh. It's a bundle of some yes,
1: type. It is a bundle. a bundle. It is <laughs> a bundle.
0: It's a two for one, people. It's a two for one. So like if you don't know what, what your kids can and can't do, what we're saying is like, just take a moment talk to them about the things that aren't getting done and ask them why mm-hmm. because you know we've talked about it in several different podcast episodes but one that i think that's a really great helpful on this one is mm-hmm. our duct tape episode yes with vicky Huffle.
1: oh my gosh vicky Huffle has so many great tips in there that's episode number 78 yes and if you're wondering okay well how do i get to the why like what if they just say brie
0: i don't know i don't know like i don't know <laughs> no If they don't know, then like, okay, with me, I'm a talker, so it is partially a talking situation, but also, and sometimes I'll be like, then just show me what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of times with my kids, that's when they'll be honest. They'll be like, okay, all right, if you're going to seriously watch me, then I'm going to admit I don't know what I'm doing. I don't
1: know. Yeah. So that that, that that totally works. I don't get mad. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. like,
0: and that's a big thing you got to remember. If your kids are being honest with you and vulnerable and telling you, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. We don't get mad. Mm-hmm. we get glad. No, we, I'm joking. We, we don't get glad. We, we find the problem. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's
1: kind of naming the problem. Right. You can't fix any problem that you don't name.
0: Exactly. And then you just help teach them that skill. Mm-hmm. You break it down step by step and help teach them how to do it. For like, things that are stressing them
1: out, like with my
0: daughter, I had to go a little deeper past
1: the I don't know. And I used the questioning strategies that we teach parents in Calm and Happy Parenting to get to that point where she was just stressed out and wasn't sure how to manage her time. Mm-hmm. And by finding that out, we could solve that problem instead of thinking it was just negligence on her part of not unloading the dishwasher.
0: Right, right. Yeah. So like you were asking her, like, what part is it that's hard? What part is hard? And I broke it apart into
1: different things. Well, you remember to get dressed for dance. So how do you remember to get dressed for dance and you don't remember to unload the dishwasher? And so it was one of those things, well, dance is coming up right then and the dishwasher, you know.
0: Isn't in front of me. Isn't in front of me
1: and I don't really need to do it. Right. So once we found those out, we connected it then to how I felt about it, which is like making dinner and
0: And I bet she never even thought of it that way. I don't think she ever thought of it that way. Yeah, A lot of times I have found with my kids when there's a frustration that I need something done, if I explain to them my perspective and how their lack of doing it directly impacts me, Mm -hmm. I can't even tell you how many times I've either seen the light bulb turn on Mm -hmm. or I get the, oh, okay, I
1: didn't realize that. It's amazing. It's amazing how it happens. So that's number one. Take inventory of what they need to do now. All right, number two is make a plan. So we kind of got a little bit into the making the plan already, but if they need to learn the skills for the school year, make a plan on how you'll help them. And I really encourage you to pick one thing at a time.
0: Right, and you actually have this really, really great thing that we teach a lot of our moms and our in our balance group. Yeah. We talk about the I do, mm-hmm. we do,
1: you do. Yes, the teaching strategy. And all of you teachers out there, you will recognize that... <laughs> Because the term, the teaching term, is escaping me right now, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> tell, come tell it to me on Instagram. <laughs> yes, share with
0: us what that what the actual strategy it's is called, called. Guided learning. There we go. There we go. <laughs> guided learning. See, it was we were guiding you to that answer. Guided, yeah. So if you're sitting there going like, "Well, how am I supposed to teach them?" First, you show them how to do the skill that they need to work on, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: right? Yep, you show them how to do it. So if it's loading a dishwasher, you show them how to load a dishwasher. Do you know what? I'm not allowed to load dishwashers in my house.
0: Well, that's what she get for being married to an engineer. I know. They are pretty particular.
1: Oh, they're so particular. He's the one who taught my son how to load the dishwasher my
0: husband did because I just I'm like, put them in there. They're going to get washed. Hands off. I will say I kind of have that rule in my house, too. Like it's an unsaid rule that Bree's the one who does the dishwasher. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, a lot of the people in my family seem to think that you can put bowls facing each other that almost are completely blocked and that they'll get washed no they won't people That is not how dishwashers work the water doesn't get in there and then you end up with like food in the middle of the bowl where gets a little passionate about this counterpoint <laughs> you could
1: totally do that and then you rinse out the bowl when you take it out if, if, if it happens to but get water gun get it to wash it
0: again <laughs> they just put it in facing the right way you but just, you know rinse it I will say this my kids are allowed to load the dishwasher because I have taught them how to do it yeah. For Miguel, I haven't taught him, but I feel like I don't need to because he does so many other things. I'm like, it's cool. I'll handle the dishwasher. I got that. So when you're teaching people and you do the I do part first, show really, how. it only takes one or two tries for the most part.
1: And most of the time, if you have an older kid, they'll be like, I know this. I know this, Mom. I know how to do this. Yeah,
0: and very then cool, then do it. They no. can,
1: <laughs> they can help you take it over. They can say, okay, well, what part do I do next? And then you look at them
0: and they're like. I don't know And then you're like, aha. Ah, no, I try not to get too sassy while we're doing the teaching. Yeah. I am a bit of a comedian, so my kids do know that I will do that. But then I laugh and I'm like, I love you. Don't worry. I'm not mad. Just give me crap. Yeah. So <laughs> so help them guide
1: guide them through it. If you want a little more help on this, we have podcast episode 51 about morning routines. Or if you want to like a lot of help and really want to perfect this in your house, um, our course Tame Your Morning Chaos for Kids teaches kids step by step how to make a plan for their morning routine. And it comes. From me as a teacher instead of you as a parent, and they can't fight with me through the screen. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, Yeah, I'm not there, they can help me all at one. I don't care, but it's it's made <laughs> wonderful results for kids in like homes all over the world, and it's just a great program. So, I highly recommend it.
0: Yeah, so a couple more things to remember about making a plan. All right, I'm these are my little tidbits that I feel passionate about. You have to make sure that the supplies are accessible to them. Mm -hmm. So for instance, if your issue is that your child is continuously forgetting their lunch and you've gone through step one, you've made sure that they have the skills. So now you're on step two, making the plan, but you don't have the foods where they can reach them or the Tupperware where they can reach them to pack their own lunches. Mm. They can't do it, people. So make sure that you have arranged things in a way that they know where they are and that they can reach them. And if you're dealing with younger kids with packing lunches, and I know I'm focusing on packing lunches, but this is because I know it's a bane of so many of our existence. It is totally, yes. Giving them like an outline of what they can pack to is helpful. Like maybe make a cute little chart together where it says like, hey, my lunch is going to have a protein. It's going to have a fruit or a veggie. It's going to have a drink, and it's going to have something that's like a dessert or something sweet that I want. Mm-hmm. Giving them that autonomy, but also letting them know what the expectations are are super helpful, especially for people like Bree that love checklists.
1: Yeah, and I, we have a chart, actually, in Tame Your Morning Chaos for Kids, a lunch packing chart.
0: Oh, my well. gosh. See? So, right. It's all right there. I didn't even… We- We
1: have it in, but also I I want you, I want to like talk about a roadblock for doing this. Uh I don't want you to get stuck in perfection thinking that you have to have everything accessible right away before you start this with your kids. Oh, right, right. Because it's better to just start
0: and figure out what needs to be changed than to wait until everything's perfect. 100% agree with that. Yes, because if you're waiting for perfection, I'm someone that gets overwhelmed by perfection. Yes. I worry that if I can't do it exactly right, then I don't even try. And letting go of that expectation of perfection... It is so huge and so freeing and so important for your kids to see that they don't have to be perfect to try something.
1: Yep, so when you start to make a plan with your kids, when your kids make a plan, just start. Just do it, put it like bare basics. Be like, this is my bare basics plan. We are doing our bare basics plan together. And you know what? If something doesn't work, or if we come up with a challenge, we're going to solve it then. And you're teaching your kids
0: great, great skills a problem solving, resiliency. One of my favorite things that I say to my kids whenever there has been a mistake and they're having a meltdown, mm-hmm. we work on breathing first to calm down. Yes. Breathing. And once we're at at least like we're not hyperventilating, sobbing and screaming and crying or on the floor tantruming, I go, hey, is it burnt down? And all the time, my kids will stare at me. When I first started saying it, they would be confused and be like, no. Now they look at me and go, yeah, mom, I get it. And the whole point of it is that if it's not burnt down, people, we can still fix it. Yeah. We can work on it. We can.
1: And even if it does burn down, people recover from that. <laughs> and I say that because <laughs> I was just listening to Trevor Noah's book, Born a Crime. Uh-huh. And he burned down a house, guys. Trevor Noah burned down a house <gasps> when he was a kid in South Africa. Okay. Wh- how, how? Just real quick. How? They were uh, playing with like magnifying glasses and matches and uh-huh. they had left it in a bedroom on a bed and the bed evidently had some light on it and the magnifying glass like lit the match and the whole structure went up and his it was his friend's house. The whole oh, house went up. Oh my God. I totally recommend this book because I mean, look at Trevor Noah now. He's pretty successful, <laughs> pretty resilient.
0: <laughs> Read that book if you're ever worried about your kids being naughty. Oh, Trevor Nova was so naughty. But <laughs> I'm only ca- okay. So I'll admit I was curious because I almost burnt down my kitchen once. Really? Yeah. yeah. As a kid. And then I was banned from using the microwave for a long time after that. That's a story for another podcast. <laughs> yes.
3: But hey there. I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilled Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. You are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.
2: Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.
1: Let's take this back a little. They're not going to burn the house down making a sack lunch. It's not no. going to happen. No, no. <laughs> That was an aside, but <laughs> <laughs> I was like, maybe I should step this back a little bit.
0: <laughs> we're, we're freaking him out, man. We're I don't want out. to freak
1: you out here. I just want to add a little comedy to your morning or your afternoon or wherever you're listening to us. But, yeah. Oh,
0: glorious! Oh, yes. Okay, yeah.
1: Joanne told us it's okay to burn down the house.
0: Exactly, <laughs> Joanne said, if the kids burn down the house, it'll be okay. no you know. Not exactly the message we are going well, for. Not exactly. Let's go on to number three. Yes. Number three is, and this is one of my favorites, you got to let him fail people. You have to. It's so hard,
1: but it becomes fun. Yes, because you know when a failure is coming, and you're like, "This is going to be such a good learning opportunity."
0: Yes, so I'm going. We're going to preface this with people. We understand that this one is gonna hurt, mm-hmm. and it's not going to be easy. And when I say it's gonna hurt, I don't mean your children are going to physically be in pain. It's gonna hurt your heart. It is because you're gonna see your kids failing at something that you saw coming, you knew was mm-hmm. a possibility, and you could intervene. And Mm -hmm. take away that pain, take away that failure from them. But what are they learning then? They're not learning how to fix it on their own. They're learning that mom or dad can fix it. Mm -hmm. I don't have to do it on my own. And that is stealing so much from your children. It's stealing confidence. Because really your
1: confidence goes up when you know that you can handle situations that are put in front of you without anyone else handling it for you. An example of this failure very recently, and it was a small failure, but we were at uh, Dave and Buster's and we had bought our kids like game cards for them to use while we're there. And my husband had bought them for them and he told them that, hey, you know, this is it. If you lose it, like it's gone. It's totally gone. I'm not buying you another not buying you another. So about an hour into when we were there, my daughter comes up to us and she's like, I can't find my game card. And it was (sighs) at that point where I was like, my heart hurt. She's like, all of my friends are here with me. I won't be able to do games with any of my friends. I promised uh, we had a a neighbor who used to be a neighbor, but uh, her name's Emma. Shout out to Emma's mom. She's listening. She's little. She looks up to Cam like Cam's her big sister. And she's like, I promised Emma that I would do something with her and I cannot do it. Like, that's laying the case right there for me to be like,
4: okay, here's another game card.
1: Yeah, I didn't. I stood my ground, and I empathized with her. I said, you know what? That's a real bummer. I'm so sorry. I've lost stuff like that, too, and it hurts. She's like, well, what am I supposed to do? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, this, I don't know. And she, like, got really mad at me and stomped away. And Brie was there and I turned to Brianna and I'm like, a
0: lot of lessons being learned tonight. A lot of <laughs> lessons. She was not a happy camper for part of that night, but she eventually worked through it. She and worked through it. She found a way through. Yeah. And I can guarantee you the next time you guys go to do something like that, she's going to keep a close eye on her money. Yeah. That she doesn't like drop it or put it down somewhere and walk away.
1: But it hurts as a parent because here we were having this fun event and you're like, oh my gosh, like she's not having fun. This is a failure. But it's not that. Yeah. It's a, hey, this is a lesson, and your kids will have these lessons too, and it's good in the long run. It is so, so good, but it's hard on your heart a little bit when you're doing it.
0: But here's some silver lining to this cloud. If you do the first two steps where you figure out what their skills are, you help teach it to them, and you help make up a plan, this failure step is actually pretty short. Mm -hmm. It's really only, oops, I tripped and failed once, maybe twice rarely three times and it's over. They're like, dude, I figured it out. I I know how to not have this happen again. And you know, if you really want to get some more information on on talking about this and the whole gift of failure, we actually interviewed Jessica Leahy back in episode 13. And I know this sounds like we were plugging every single episode, but there were some really awesome episodes that we've had that I just want to like bring you back for. So if you want some more information about how to do this, what is the gift of failure? Jessica Leahy had a phenomenal interview with us. Back on episode 13.
1: Yes, and again, don't get stuck on perfection. Don't go listen to this entire podcast and listen to everything we're recommending before taking action. Like start with these steps now and you're going to see see results. Yeah. Um, you could also do the letting them fail, getting ready in time in the morning is really powerful if you let them be late to school and even let their sibling be late to school so their sibling gets mad as well. That's a hard one. It's a hard one. But And you're kind of smiling like that. No, I'm
0: smiling because I'm just thinking like, we're not advocating for you to cause that to happen. We're just saying occasionally we need to let these consequences happen so our children can learn that they do have the thought process. They do have the skills to work through this on their own and to know what it feels like when they trip up. So that way they know, ooh, I didn't like that feeling. I'm not going to do that again.
1: And if you're wondering about dealing with work and everything, if you have to get to work on time, if your child is constantly dragging their feet in the morning and late, you know this is happening, you could actually like plan the day where you're a little late to work. You could tell your boss, hey, I'm working on this. Is it okay if I come in like 20 minutes later than usual? And just communicate that ahead of time. And then you're free that morning to just kind of watch it
0: unfold and see what happens. Right, right. But tip number four is Mm -hmm. my absolute favorite. What is number four? Watch them succeed. Yes, I love this one. It makes your heart so happy.
1: They're going to do it. They're so going to do it. Yes, they will have to experience some failure at first. Yes, they are going to be uncomfortable at first. But then, oh my gosh, the second they get it, that is such a confidence booster for kids that you cannot manufacture.
0: Oh, yeah. And this is the step where I, I swear your heart just bursts with pride watching your child show their self-confidence, show their problem-solving skills, and you're going to be able to flash forward in your brain and see them being successful in their lives without you. It, it's so great. It's an amazing thing and it
1: will happen. I know that you're probably being told that for people to get out the door in time, you need to like make sure you wake up before everyone else. You have to plan the morning to a tea. You have to make sure kids do things the night before and all these things on you, you, you,
0: you. We're saying... No, no, we're saying push back on that. No, it no. is not all you. You don't have to do everything for your family to show them that you love them. Mm-hmm. You don't. You don't. And your it's children actually, are smart and capable.
1: It's better if you don't. It's better in the long run because you are going to raise self-sufficient kids who contribute to you, who
0: help you out instead of you always trying to make sure they're happy they're competent, they're capable, they're resilient. They are going to be successful. Yes. So we've had a little bit of tough love in this episode, right? Yes. Yes, we, we did. a bit sassy. Yep. Yep. Got to mm-hmm. admit, there was a few hard truths there for you, but hopefully you're shaking your head yes, especially once we got to that step number four and you're like, that's where I want to be. Yes. We are telling you these are four fail-proof Tips, they will work. I like how you choose the word fail-proof because you have to fail to do it. Oh, You have to do it. You have to fail point. it.
1: Maybe these are four Fool-proof? tips that involve failure. Fool-proof. Fool-proof is good. Fool-proof. Yeah. Fail-fulfilling. Fail, I'm yes. Sure. Because yeah. you want them to fail. You really, really, really want them to fail because that is the only way that lessons sink in. And when you see an opportunity for your kid to fail in a little way based on their actions, take it. Because yes. that is the shortest path to getting them out the door on time. Their lunch is packed, their backpacks. They need to experience that and know that their parents won't always be there to catch up the slack.
0: Yes. They need so, to be responsible. So real quick recap, the four tips that we have for you. First, take an inventory. Assess what their skills are.
1: Yep. Then make a plan with them. That's not perfect. Doesn't yes. have to be it's perfect. Not perfect.
0: Tip number three, let them fail. And then four, watch them succeed. I love it. That that tip four is like the easiest, best thing that like that is my my golden carrot that I can just I can
1: go right for. And you're not abandoning your kids either when you let them fail because you're there as support, as emotional support. Mm -hmm. You're there to empathize with the failure. You're You're just not there to fix
0: it. Yeah. You can cheer them on. Mm -hmm. You can love them.
1: You can offer them all the support. Just
0: don't fix it. But you're not Bob the Builder. (laughs) No. Felix felix i'm is it fix felix? it felix oh there you I go fix it there you go are kid. they are they are fix it felix
1: yes so remember the best mom is a happy mom take care of you we'll
0: talk to you later thanks for stopping by